and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week, we have the guys in here from Destructor. Yeah! <laughs> two of the originals. Two of the original guys. we got Matt Flammable here. Yeah! we got Dave Overkill over there. What's up, Brian? What's happening, guys? Thanks for coming down. I'm in the hot seat. This is cool, man. We got we got four decades of Cleveland metal here sitting right here with us right now. Five. We'll get to that, but right. four Destructor. Mm-hmm. And um, let me just say that we did have Purgatory in here last season, and... We touched on probably a lot of the stuff from that time. But, you know, we one thing that we were big about talking about was there was Breaker, there was you guys, there was Purgatory, and there was Shock Paris. And then there was kind of everybody else. There was a couple of ratchets. But that was oh, like, yeah. if there was a big four, like in Cleveland at that moment. And the thing about that is if you were to compare like the big four, the big four, to the Cleveland big four at that time, you guys would be Slayer. You guys, You guys were like unrelenting you never changed you guys never became something else it was always destructor every album sounds like destructor every song sounds like destructor you never you guys never wrote a song that didn't have double time somewhere i mean like every song no matter what it felt like the rhythm was you guys always felt like a good beat would go perfect right here right i mean like it was always driving speed no compromise Slayer was that well, same way. And all the other bands in Cleveland were a little more melodic. They were doing some different things. You guys were so straight thrash, like the definition. We had the backstreet attitude, man. Hell yeah, right? <laughs> well, seriously. And, and when Maximum Destruction came out, you know, you guys already had some demos out before that, and they were, you know, gaining. But when that album came out, man, dude, I mean. That put Cleveland Metal on the map. That 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 was one of the things that made Cleveland Metal so popular was that fucking album. Uh, we we were young, so we were raw. There's no question about it. And one one of the things that we didn't have a lot of at the time was <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Easy. You just met him. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that uh we yeah, didn't have a I'm lot of fast. at the time was experience. So we actually I know. It's it'll be okay. Matt was only in the band for not even a year before we recorded Maximum Destruction. So a lot of stuff is fresh off the press. And it was the years that we're going to follow that we're going to, you know, define our ability to, to are we going to change? Are we going to try to be something different? Or are we just going to plow straight ahead as, as the freight train known as Destructor? Yeah, and you guys kind of created this whole thing, too. I mean, Destructor was more than just this band from Cleveland. You guys had created a whole image type thing where you guys were you you know like later on you had bands like mushroom head who created characters and right. they created all these things and they went to the next level with the with the whole costumes and everything to that power but you guys had your own version of stuff you guys had the leather you guys did all that and then you guys gave yourselves those names where you created kind of characters well they had the leather i had the lace <laughs> is that how it was but you guys created these characters, right? And each, and all the names that you created were like definitely had to do with the whole destructor theme. So it was like forms of destruction was the names of you guys: overkill, right. flammable, mm-hmm. and and let me just go over some of the because I, I just find this fascinating. Now, some of the guys you had you've had quite a few guys in the name, but these are some of the names that you've had in the band over all the years. You've had overkill and flammable, hammer, hellhound. We've had. Um, uh, Warhead, Holocaust, Damage, Punisher, 
exterminator, chaos, and Ed Chaos is Ed Stevens, who was, he was on the show also. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we grew up with Eddie. I know Eddie really well. And uh, we had Pat Rabid. We've had combustibles. We've had everything you can think of. I don't remember who Exterminator is. Uh, Exterminator is Eric Exterminator. He played with you guys oh. from 99 to 2001. Eric was oh, was Eric Reineke. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was his name. I didn't know that was his name either. <laughs> Just like... I love these names, but I'd see, and I would look at Perk Toys. I was telling them, I was like, that was so cool that they did that. They were like the first ones that really kind of did the whole character thing and like, and like, and like made you feel like you were going to see fucking Destructor. You know what I mean? And the whole thing that went with it. That album was killer. Fuck yeah. That first album is fucking killer. It's a classic. It's a classic album. I think it's a classic album in general. When you even see some of the feedback you see about that album worldwide, like this. hell yeah, dude! When you even see mm-hmm. worldwide, I mean, you guys, you guys have been a lot, a lot of places. Oh, also, you. you know, are, oh, we, I, are I, we being filmed too? Yeah, this is. Of course, this is. He's, a, he's a little slow. Yeah, dude, that goes the collection. This is a. This is a. Does it smell? <laughs> it don't smell like. This, don't smell like nineteen eighty five. I was doing that misfit guy, the mountain guy. Yeah, you're talking about from Rudolph. Yeah, it's too close to the high. I know what you were doing. <laughs> See, I, I know nothing. Nothing. Well, nothing. the gold. He's he's looking smelling for gold. Yeah, I know it's Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> wow, dude, we have gone way off write the rail. A song about him. Bumbles bounce. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it? laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so uh, we, we can we can do. I mean, I'll I'll do Christmas shows with you guys. I I don't care. I know a bunch of them motherfuckers. <laughs> I like to deck the halls. <laughs> so, anyways, you guys, let me just say. So, mean, you guys, you guys go back. You guys, I want to go back to this because this to, to, to me, you guys, this was like oh the names. Yeah. No, not the names, but I'm talking about maximum destruction because I'm gonna say what I think about that was at a time that was '85. I think that came out '85, right? Yeah. Yeah. 85, Ride the Lightning, uh, Hell Awaits, right? I mean, these are the things that are coming out at that time. The, the birth of what you guys were doing. And so this album is more than just a Cleveland album. It was good. This is part of the whole sl- slew of albums that came out around 85 that were really like a pinnacle of what was to come later. You and guys we- were setting the blaze. The, the No no pun intended, setting the blaze. <laughs> uh, Mr. Flammable. Blaze. But but I mean seriously, I mean, would you guys? Did you guys do you feel that way today? Where you do you, that? You guys had a. a I, I guess we're just we're fortunate enough that we're still able to get a piece of the pie. There's so many bands nowadays, and and the the fact that people still remember Destructor, it, it's considered to be a cult classic. I don't. I think we it's accept more than that. that. You know, I mean, you know, we're we're honored that people still remember that. Record well, and those is, songs is, is we, we classic like, destructor. Yeah, but we all we all liked that music too. That you know the stuff that was coming out. We were like really into it. You know, yeah. and it was just it was like we just wanted to be that too. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Not like well, who were you into then? I mean, like, what were what were you guys like? Tr- truthfully, oh, uh, Matt can tell you drum wise, but from from a guitar player and and writing wise. We were into the stuff that came before us, the Ted Nugents, the Aerosmith, the Kiss, mm-hmm. the Stars, the Gods, the Boys, Man. all of that stuff. And we just naturally took it to that next level, like a lot of the other bands did. Metallica wasn't influenced by the band standing next to him. No, they came out at the same time. I, I actually from took the, lessons from Carl Palmer. <laughs> so, <holy shit. laughs> 
Is that how? Is that what happened? So, but yeah, obviously, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> Her name was Rosie Palmer. <laughs> Different Palmer. Totally. Yeah, she was left-handed. I I had the Siamese twins. What about you? What were you listening to back in '85? Well, what was your was all drummer uh, music? It, it was it was uh, Iron Maiden, Motorhead, um, but I had that was even a bit further catalog, you know, back you know the Jimi Hendrix stuff. I mean, I, when MMS or what was what was that other radio station WNCR used to be at night all the time. Like when I was uh, early late teens, early twenties. I mean, I was listening to the the underground stuff at that time you know which became you know all the popular stuff that really hit it big you know mm -hmm. black sabbath and you know yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean but i was you know <laughs> shit when i go back to when i was a little kid man i was listening to the righteous brothers and uh what was those other guys so there was a couple like those duo bands you know yeah yeah you know the surf music, all that stuff. I mean, I was listening to all that shit. Beach Boys were big, and all that kind of stuff. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. My 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 brother and my sister were older me, f than me, so they were like in the in the in tune with the the music that was going on. You know, at that time it was like the Doors, and you know my my older sister, you know, had all her records, so I was like, you know, checking all those out. And my brother was listening to Led Zeppelin and stuff too, and I was like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, and so that's how it starts off. Usually, yeah. especially when you're like the young one in the family, you got older people that can turn you on to stuff. It's really nice to have that actually because, yeah. you know, like someone like me who I, I never had older siblings, so it wasn't until later on where I was meeting people who was turning me on to the stuff. Yeah, you so, got them in the family. Well, I, and I, I want to say that it wasn't all metal and it wasn't all rock and roll and stuff. I mean, even, I mean, earlier than I mean, I was, my mom listened to a lot of music. She liked, you know, uh, Tony Bennett and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different types You've just of always music. been around all oh, music. Yeah, yeah. And it was always, it was, she, you know, list, like listened to it like all day long at home and stuff like that. And I was able to pick up on that too, you know. I mean, it's shit. That sing along with Mitch, Mitch Miller stuff. That was, that was a, I mean, but it's. I think I still have that record. <laughs> regardless whether it had any influence on me, but it was the music. You yeah, know? right. Just, just in general. Yeah, just in general. That was, it, and all, all my siblings got accordion lessons they all got accordion lessons and i didn't were they playing polka and none of them none of them do anything with their music though they learned all that stuff and they don't you know i'm the only one that really wanted to go somewhere with the music but i never got lessons so yeah my brother he plays a lot of polkas and stuff like that really yeah it's you know German. we're always looking for a good polka band to come on this show yeah. <laughs> we are not german well, no we german, do we no. actually will we we actually have one booked Oh. Polka man, we have Visanata. They're they're going to be on our our very first bass player's dad was a polka king. Really? Yeah, Ham Paul Paul Warhead. His Warhead. Dad was, I got him in here. Yeah, Warhead. his dad was Eddie Habit. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he was pretty famous. He played with uh, Frankie Yankovic, and he had hundreds of songs. And it was yeah, he did a lot a lot of recordings. That gave gave Paul pretty much his his musical background. Who's it was in his DNA. Do you guys remember recording Maximum Destruction? I mean, oh yeah. Do, oh, yeah. Can, you, can you remember writing it and the whole the whole process? Because that's like the, absolutely, and especially because that was the beginning. That was like when things were you were. It was a lot of firsts back then, right? So absolutely, things yeah. really stuck. Um, what was the process of that whole thing? Like, how, how, who 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 brought the material in? How did you guys go about doing so that? So that's a good question. Paul Warhead, that was one our original bass player. He helped write a lot of that record, 
Um, and we were high school buddies and junior high school buddies. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on a second. I want to say this is really kick ass doing this. I think oh. this is awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> so, for instance, the song Iron Curtain, that stemmed out of a jam that we used to do in the garage before we had any lyrics for it. That song was, you know, probably three, four years before Destructor oh. being kicked around as a jam. Mm-hmm. And Paul Warhead came up with the bass line for it. Eventually, I, I wrote the lyrics for it. Pat wrote some lyrics for it. Excuse me. Um, but that that was like high school jam stuff. Um, so a lot of the, the Pat, Rabid, myself, Paul Warhead, and a guy named Greg Canis, who was our drummer at the time in high school, we had a couple of various different bands and stuff. We actually played at Senior Talent Night, which was pretty funny. We played uh, uh, an Iron Maiden song, Ides of March. We played Tigers of Pantang, Silver and Gold. We played uh, Destined to Die by the Boys. Uh, We had three guitars, drums, and no vocals, no no (laughs) bass. And, uh, of course, we didn't get the Senior Talent Night gig and stuff. But (laughs) you're too loud. That was was a great time because, you know, we were – we were in high school. We're in the bathroom. We're putting on leather, putting on the studs. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to kick this fucking school's ass. Yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. show them what's up, you know? And you're playing in front of all these people that you've been going to school with also. Yeah, so, all of our school Yeah, right, right. Like this. Yeah. That was a scene in uh, Back to the Future, you know. Was it really? Yeah, they filmed you guys doing that. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was the same thing. When you were auditioning. <laughs> it's, probably, it's pretty similar. But some of the songs were kicked around for a while, and then they started to develop. And, and we had this other drummer, Don. Uh, in 1983, we called ourselves Destructor. We were looking at the Exciter record. We were trying to f- think of a name. We Paul said, saw the, the song Destructor from Violence and Force. And we're like, that's great. Let's, let's use that. Don, the drummer with us, he helped play a couple of these songs. Bondage and, and Blackest Night were the first songs I ever wrote. Those really? Were, Bondage was one of the first songs you wrote? Yeah, that was pre-Destructor. <laughs> That's a fucking... And, um, oh, and yeah. then <laughs> we kicked Don out of the band because... Hey, talk about the music now. Man. Don just wasn't fitting in, you know. We met Matt through... Ian Shipley from Breaker. Yeah, he was that's like, a whole I story got the, I got the guy for you guys, man. He's great. He's a, he's a little fucking crazy, but you're going to love him and stuff. And so Matt comes down to the practice spot, and we ha- have a demo. He's got the headphones on, and he's like, this, this is cool. <laughs> oh, oh. We're like, oh, my God, he's laughing at our music. What the fuck? This is the strangest reaction. So far, just what I know of him, this is so bizarre. I can't yeah. believe he did that. Right. <laughs> He's like, he takes off his headphone. He's like, I love this shit. This is great. It was tickling me, man. He puts the headphones back on and starts laughing again. I was like, great. You were like, you're in. We're like, this guy's like the Joker from Batman. (laughs) Is that right? That was was a cool moment. Yeah. I remember that really well. So, So then what? So you guys go ahead. Now you made this through. Was this Auburn Records you you did this with? Was that was this with Bill Peters after our first yeah, show? It was after our first show, we uh, had the opening slot for the Manimals, and and before that, pinch poke, owe me a coke. Okay, before that, Exciter was playing the Pop Shop, and Shock Paris got to open up, and we're friends with with all these bands in town and stuff. But at the time, we're like the new kids. We didn't know. Shock Paris, and we were like, what the fuck? Why is Shock Paris opening up for Exciter? We should be opening up for Exciter. We're we're that kind of music because 
there was a, a couple of times where there was mismatches of bands oh. in Cleveland as openers for the bands that were touring and stuff. You know right, what I mean? Right. Because of politics. Well. Oh, we don't we don't discuss politics. Oh, well, no. that kind of politics we can discuss. <laughs> if we're talking about that kind, right? But um, so, and, and Matt used to work the door at the pop shop, and that's how we initially met Matt and stuff. So, uh, that was hilarious. The, the, the <laughs> Cleveland metal scene all started to weave together. You know, all all of us guys knew Breaker, we knew Shock Paris, we knew Black Death, and then we became friends with purgatory and stuff and purgatory ended up becoming our road buddies and and we'd always like hang out at their place they'd hang out at our place drink correct tequila. oh they, they told us all a lot of good, <coughs> a lot of fun stuff you guys are hilarious man mm-hmm. how you guys would just show up in the middle of the night yeah and, and, and they would say it was but it, but when they would show up that means we have to party like no matter what <laughs> yeah. who's there that's what they said and there they you know there was a lot of good times back then but yeah Paul Warhead ended up having some issues and stuff, personal problems and stuff. He left the band. We wanted Paul to be in the band and stuff, but our friend Dave Ianica, Dave Holocaust, uh, was a friend of mine from high school. He was in commercial art um, in 11th and 12th grade. He was always hanging out. He was like in the wings, you know, just waiting for the wheel to come off, and he was going to fix it. And so he was practicing the bass, he didn't play bass for all that long, maybe a year, year and a half before. Yeah, it wasn't he, very long at all. He recorded uh, Maximum Destruction with us. He was only in the band for two weeks, and we went in the studio to record Maximum wow, Destruction. Wow, 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 wow. So things started to happen fairly, yeah, fairly quickly. That was some quickly. great chemistry, man. Huh? But you mentioned Auburn, so I want to double back just to complete that. After our first show with the Manimals, Bill Peters approaches us and says, hey, would you you guys be interested in in recording, you know, making making an album or an EP. It was an EP at first. Hell yeah! And we're like, fuck yeah, that sounds great. It was that simple. There was no, like, hey, we were no knocking on doors. We're fucking sending, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, demos yeah. out to every, every It was company. timing. He, he was there. He saw you. And it just all kind of just happened. Yeah, absolutely. Ground and pound after that, man. And that's basically how the, the Cleveland scene <laughs> was happening at the time. Nice, nice. Spontaneously, a lot of bands coming out, a lot of people supporting each other. Cool, man. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back. I want to get into that from that point on, where we start right there, where that because that was that to me that's still the cool one of the coolest times in the. Cleveland yeah, we were scene. like the jockstrap of Cleveland metal. <laughs> well, that was just, but wasn't that just a cool time in Cleveland as far as metal scene <laughs> yeah, was, was? Man, yeah. that was wild back then. All right, when we come back in a couple minutes, we'll be back here with the guys from Destructor. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. Want to be a guest on Level Up Cleveland? Go to levelupcleveland.com and fill out the guest application with your name, phone number, and email and why you'd be a good guest on Level Up Cleveland. We're always looking for new talent. Rock on. And we are back with the guys from Destructor, Matt. Dave. So, guys, here's what I want to talk about. So, <laughs> no, but seriously, here's what I want to talk about. Um, we were just talking about, we've been talking about Maximum Destruction and stuff, and I think, it's, it's like, in my personal opinion, it's a classic album that needs to be identified as such. 
But there, you know, there before you guys even put out an album, like you said, Bill Bill had seen you, Bill Peters had seen you guys playing out. You're still playing out. You're still doing things. You guys had put out some demos. You guys had already started getting some traction in the city locally. Well, he, he, he knew about us before we did the show. He did. Yeah. He, he so yeah, he but because you guys were already starting to make some some noise, right? I mean, like yeah. as far well, as yeah, there it, was some word going around. Yeah, around. we I, made I, friends I, with the the guys in Breaker and Ian, the bass player Ian Shipley from Breaker, came to our practice spot, our rehearsal studio to. Uh, to watch us play a couple of times and because he was he wanted to see you know where we were at and how good we were and stuff and that's when he's like oh i got this fucking maniac oh. named matt <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that and and it all came about because i used to play with uh with uh, ian and um jim hamer in a band called holy terror out in bay village we used to practice before in, breaker yeah before breaker and the, the, when they stole ian and jim from us you know, oh. Ian goes, he goes, oh, don't worry, Matt. He goes, I got somebody I could hook you up with and stuff. And I was like, okay. So, you know, it, you know, it took a little time, but if it finally worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so then you guys have your first gig with the Manimals you were just saying about. And that's actually recorded, right? You actually can actually, you know, how many people's first gigs are actually, you're able to actually go back and listen to it. But you guys... You yeah. have a copy of this, right? I mean, yeah, this is out. It, it, it came out like afterwards. It wasn't. It wasn't like right, right then. when we did it. Yeah, it was. It was a cassette from the soundboard. We yeah. took it back and and we started to to do our Smasher Skulls demo, which everybody was like, "I have how many versions of that?" Well, it just kept evolving. It, it started off with like three practice songs, then we did yeah. the live show, and so it was three practice songs and two songs from the live show, and then so it. It was never like a, an official thing. It was like we just keep adding some songs out, and then we keep tape trading and stuff, um, and different versions and different. Whatnot. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't like one set of work. It was a, a, a work, a, 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 something that you guys created that would, could could change because you would add to it, absolutely. add to it instead of you know doing something different each time. This just became one work. You just kept adding to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, Big so that pile of shit. <laughs> That's a pile of clay. Come on. Oh, okay, pile of clay. So you guys, did you <laughs> have, when did you, at what point do you have all the songs written for Maximum Destruction? So, I mean, like, was that well before, or did you still, were you still writing going into the into the recording? Uh, the, song, the last song, Maximum Destruction, I, I think, or that song was the last song written, and that probably was a, a couple of months before we went in. And did you guys have we the... still be honing it a little bit. Never, I never sang it and played it before. Oh, really? Yeah, until we got in the studio. So so that was the only one that wasn't kind of like complete? Would that be fair to say? And yes. then everything else you guys had already pretty much had, had polished up and everything, it was ready to go. Yeah, Overdose was on the Smash Your Skulls demo. That was one of the, the, the first ones. The song Destructor was one of the first ones. Yeah, and we'll get to that too because that song showed up in a movie later on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Metal Maniac or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but the, the one thing that's cool about that album is the beginning of it, right? The, the whole, that whole beginning with the screaming and the smashing and it's like, you know, you, you feel destructor. So was that planned? Was that, was that, was that, was that something that you guys thought it through? Yeah, we wanted to smash a bunch of stuff. We wanted to destroy some shit. And so we got this idea, let's get as many television sets as possible. That's what it is. They're televisions. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Bill Peters ended up getting some TVs. I ended up getting a big console and stuff. So that big, whoosh, that's the console TV tube fucking smashing. Oh. And we had a couple sledgehammers. We just started going crazy smashing these things. And then, obviously, we just dubbed a bunch of shit over the top of it. You know? Yeah, right. They have rooms now like this, right? Like today, in today, yeah, you can have rooms like that. 
you could go pay some money and just yeah. go in there. Didn't you guys were ahead of your time, man. I think Dave got injured when we were doing that. I cut myself on the glass. Of the, the did, oh, did the you tubes, guys? Yeah. A little too crazy? It too bad. But nah, yeah. man. That safety. was blood. Yeah, right. <laughs> now they'd make you wear a helmet and have a, you know, you'd be padded. Yeah, sign a release yeah, like yeah, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> OSHA would have to be there. You we know? gotta do it, man. You never know, man. It's very dangerous being in here. We gotta have well, a release. You yelled out. That's part of the part of the intro when you went. Yeah, ah! yeah. There's That's a yell. Oh, is that when you cut yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's sweet, man. But that's again, you know, that's one of them things where like. You know, and, and I, I know you're, like, you're saying you, you got, but Slayer and you guys do have certain parallels that remind me of each other. That intro, Slayer became, that's what they did. And you guys, it's not like you were copying from Slayer because they were just starting off themselves. Right, right. So it's almost like you guys were kind of like paralleling. It's almost like you were all in the same. There's There are definitely things about both bands that remind me of each other. We definitely knew who Slayer was and Metallica and, and, yeah, right. and, and Anthrax, obviously. Um seen anthrax at their first show when they still had neil, neil turban and stuff talked to scotty and then charlie Bonante, oh, yeah. nice guys at the time you cool. know um but uh we weren't directly influenced by that we couldn't have been because we were standing next to each other you know yeah right if it came out five years before us it'd be a different story so that's what i'm saying iron maiden and motorhead yeah, uh, definitely a different story i was always been big maiden fan big motorhead fan lemmy's was god to me back then and is god to me now still so, so kind of that 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 the new wave of British heavy metal, but kind of the first wave oh, yeah. also, like both, you know, like that whole British heavy metal thing. Yeah. That in Motorhead was huge in that. Um, now you guys said you opened up for a lot of bands, also, you know, Beckley. That, that's what you were doing, like, because because back then that's really what it was. We, we don't really see that as much today. I think I think a little bit more we're starting to, but when, when these big bands come into town, a lot of them bring their own acts yeah, with got them, touring packages. Yes, and and back then what it was, you know, these bands toured by themselves, and then they would take on a, a local band to join them. Per, in each city, would be a different band bringing these guys up and stuff like that. That's what you guys were a lot of times doing back then. We are fortunate oh, to yeah. be able to do that. Heck Definitely. yeah. And you get to meet a lot of people. What are some of the coolest things, like what are some of the cooler bands that you guys got to open up for? Some memories you guys have the, of some of that Na stuff. Nasty Savage was fucking See, awesome. Nasty Ronnie, when you told me about the, the TVs, I'm thinking, that's a Nasty Ronnie Savage. That's yeah. Nasty Savage. Remember, he used to bust, bust all this on shit. His, yeah, bust, bust, the, bust the yeah, tube over his head. We knew who Nasty Savage was from the Wage of Mayhem uh, a demo and the then demo. the first record and stuff, but we had never met them till they first came to town, yeah. and we were just like around the same age and like minded and stuff. So we, we became buddies at the time, you know. Yeah, I could see so, you guys like the perfect opening was, band for the for Nasty Savage. That was, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was at the old Brooklyn. At the it? old Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, remember when they were doing the shows? We Megadeth played, played two there? shows with them. Megadeth, we played two shows we, with the same fucking day. Yeah, you played with Megadeth. Yeah, that yeah. was at the, the original Brooklyn. Megadeth right, too. At the beginning, yeah. That was on their first album tour. Dave Mustaine actually was was busted for illicit activity and was forced to leave. Really, he was told to get the fuck out of the city after the show and stuff. Oh, he was wasn't it Ellison that got trouble? Well, no, recently. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Same type of thing, though, I guess, huh? Well, no, but D Dave Mustaine was not very friendly at the time. Uh, yeah, Dave yeah, Ellison yeah. was fucking he, awesome. Yeah, we played with Slayer yeah, a Dave couple of times. Dave Lombardo. Dave Lombardo was awesome. I think we, our <clears throat> second show was yeah, with was Slayer. That, was that Flashes at Cheaters? Cheaters it was called at the time. No yeah. kidding. And yeah, we, we had this mop, mop bucket room and stuff where we could get ready. And we were still wearing makeup at the time. Our first two shows. We're doing the leather thing, but we, you know, big black shit. Matt had 
blood red hair and stuff. And Matt used to, Mammy. He, he, he used to put these <laughs> blood capsules under his wrists and wrap them up and stuff. And then he would smash them and stuff. Like he was like bleeding, like you cut your wrists. Yeah, Some people would think he was a little unstable. Like uh, he needed that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I needed to do that. Right? <laughs> so you guys, you guys, wait a minute. Let me get, did I hear you right? You said you played with Slayer. Yeah. At at. Cheaters, what, it was called. Where was that at? The Cam's Corner. That area. became Flashes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys played with Slayer there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't remember. I didn't that was their first show here in Cleveland. Wow. So we came what out of the mop bucket room, show. which was fantastic fucking dressing room, green room. <laughs> and Dave Lombardo was standing there and stuff, and he was like, hey, "Do a great show, guys." You know, he was like, "Yeah, yeah he, rah rah rah." Really, cool, really cool fucking guy. sincere, honest guy. And then I remember seeing those guys play, and I'm like, holy shit, that dude is an awesome drummer. Man. Yeah. I, uh, fucking tight as tight hell, Tight as hell. Yeah, Slayer was like, you know, I mean, that's why they became, that's why they. Absolutely. They yeah. were one of the best, and they, and that's the end of that, right? I mean, yeah. there's, there's no other Slayers. Right. Um. So, anyone else? I mean, like, is a Slayer, what we about. We opened up for Anthrax and uh, Celtic Frost. What about, like, Hawkwind? Celtic Frost. Oh, Hawkwind. <laughs> We played with Hawkwind that years later. That was a separate band. That was that was yeah. a, oh, that was a different band. That was Space Core. Oh, that's right. You did tell me it was yeah. Space Core. We, yeah. My bad. We'll talk about that a little bit because that's cool that you guys play with them. Yeah. You play. You played with Hawkwind though, after Lemmy was gone. Yeah, it was after, way after that. Yeah, so right. So that was, Motorhead had already been formed. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a bad back. But it's yeah. still cool. Yeah, they're they're definitely bigger than they, you know a lot, lot. But but you guys were big in the in the Cleveland scene as far as the thrash thing goes. You guys opened for a lot of bands. Uh, I remember Destructor was on a lot of bills, man, back then. Anything crazy going on back then? Like, was just, I mean, this was a different time than it is now. I mean, like, do you guys I, remember? I, I think it was all crazy. I mean, like crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, like here's here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. Crazy, like, back then, crazy. Yeah, but I mean, like. Like if you if you you get your cousin that comes up you, you haven't seen him in a while he's like oh yeah I remember he's like what what's the first story that comes to your mind usually when you're ready to tell somebody so about here, this? here's a good how do you celebrate Halloween in West Virginia oh get out of here pump pump pumpkin I that's so that's what I was I meet my cousin that's what you think of the, the second I know <laughs> and we're spiraling down the drain now. <laughs> the second no time, offense to my relatives the second time we played with. Uh, Megadeth. Oh, was that was that the afternoon? The... No, this was a different venue, and I, it's escaping me right now. But it, it might have been the old Brooklyn. But mm. go ahead. There was right next to the stage. There was this like you drop down, and there was like this little dressing room and stuff. And they gave that room to us. This bigger area, which was by the beer coolers behind uh-huh. yeah. this wooden that panels and Brooklyn. stuff. That was yeah. Old Brooklyn, yeah. Was where they put Megadeth, and Dave Mustaine didn't like it and stuff. You know, he was like, I don't want to be there and shit. So they made us move. They made us switch and stuff. Well, we had that fucking smoke machine and stuff for our show. And the fucking thing was cranking it. And they came out of the fucking, out of the backstage area like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> we smoked them out while we were playing and shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys not really like Dave Mustaine? Would that be fair to say? Like after all of a sudden done, I mean, like, we were was always flushing out the cockroaches, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have known That's any of these guys from Adam until we finally met them, and we were always trying to be friendly. But sometimes your hopes are dashed by oh, people yeah. that are less eager to meet you than. Yeah, you just you, you want you, to meet them. Yeah, you think they would be. I, met, I remember when I met Metallica. You know, you have all these expectations, and Hetfield was kind of a dick. But I remember telling the the guys that I was with, I was like, I think that was what I expected. No, like, he, was like, one of, he was one of the members. Who, James? Yeah, 
It was a instead dick. of a dick. <laughs> but I mean, I, I expected him to be kind of an asshole, and it was like, yeah, I kind of expected that, you know, from attitude, him. man. I, yeah, I, I partied with uh, Metallica at uh, Barney Google's hotel when they were on the Ozzy tour. That was at the Coliseum. No oh, shit. Oh, oh, Kirk, balls of fire. Kirk and James came to our table and stuff and hung out with us, and they were like super cool. But you got to catch people at the right time, obviously. Correct. You know? Iron Maiden was really cool. We had Bruce Dickinson in our hotel room, you know? Really? Yeah, in that hotel. That was, wait, 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 wait. What's that like? That was, What's it like having Bruce Dickinson in your hotel room? He was room? super fucking cool. We met him really? in the hallway. He signed our guitars, and then the security was like, that you guys got to go. That was before I was in the band, though, wasn't it? This was before Destructor. Yeah. Yeah, it was prior to Destructor. Yeah, it was on the Number of the Beast tour, and I worked at a hotel, and I used my employee oh, discount I was gonna to ask. get a room, and Iron Maiden were there. So you already heard ahead of time Maiden was going to be there, so you get this room so that you can meet Iron Maiden. Yes, exactly. Fuck. So Steve Harris comes to the room with Jim Haymar from Breaker because Bruce calls him on the phone. He's like, these guys got a bathtub full of fucking beer. You got to come over here, you know? <laughs> and so so he, Steve joins, and we're, like, listening to Tigers of Pantang and more, and we were, like, smoking a joint and drinking beers, and then the fucking front desk calls, you know? And they're like... It was a little bit later, and we were—I mean, the, we're sitting there talking, so we could hear each other and stuff. And the music wasn't that loud. It was a little boombox. It wasn't anything crazy, you know. And they're like, yeah, "The guests are complaining. You guys are making too much noise." And Bruce, Bruce goes, "Give me the phone." This is Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. I've got forty fucking people in this hotel, and we'll make as much fucking noise as we want to. And slams the phone down. I'm like, "Oh fuck! I'm gonna lose my job, man." <laughs> <laughs> this room's on my hotel discount, you know. <laughs> He's like, follow me. And we go running down to his room and stuff. We're like sitting in his room for a little bit. And he's like, all right, guys, I'm going to have to tell you, you know, it's time to leave. You know, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> I, I'll tell you right now, the one of the most amazing things about that story is how much you can sound like Bruce fucking Dickinson. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I'm like, dude, that sounds like him. A lot of people have said Bruce is a fucking dick, but he was super cool to us. Really, really. Thanks for name Dickinson. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you what, that's a Adrian fucking Adrian Smith was real nice and stuff. So I you remember. met them all. Yeah. Um, and Clyde Burr was in the band at the time, but I think Adrian Smith was tripping on mushrooms or something because he was he was doing like this with his face and stuff. He was acting a little bit more. <laughs> really, <amazing>. man? <laughs> How cool is that? So, so you guys now after that all happens, that's would you say that was one of the more like highlights of this whole entire thing back at oh, that fuck time? Yeah, we went back to school. We're like, we're gods. We met Iron Maiden. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. We're the coolest dudes in the city. Yeah, and then and then you guys. Okay, so what happens after that, though, is there's some things that go on. There's a lot of turn. Like I said, there's always a lot of turnover in this band. There's you, and there's a whole bunch of people that have been in and out after you. You've been in and out a few times. Yeah. And you're back yep. again. Yep. Um, what, 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 I how, like that. Well, how does that happen? I mean, how, in and how, out? how He likes the old in, in and, and out. out. The old in and out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything's that way with me. <laughs> So, <laughs> but what happens? Like how do you, like like you know like some bands are just the four, same four guys are always together. But but what happens with Destructor? How how do you think this this thing starts to become what it it actually became? Uh, obviously, besides actual members that were joined the band and played with us, and a lot of the people that we had a lot of people that would come down to the practice spot, and a lot of those people were uh, flowering musicians or whatever you want to say you know they were younger kids blossoming musicians so, yeah, yeah so they you know they they went on to be you know influenced 
by whatever we were doing at the time. You know, I mean, that, that happened too, besides the members that actually joined the band. Oh, yeah. You guys influenced a lot of Cleveland, a lot. Uh, I don't know, you know, you some fun guy, Ed Miller. Yeah. Ed. Yeah, he's a great yeah. Guy. When I when I me and Ed were talking about uh, before I, I had them on Sunless Sky on, I went I went over Ed's and I was just bullshitting with him night before, and he was like, "Dude, I got to play with Destructor one time." He's like, "I was like a little kid, dude." It was like, and Ed's a great guitar player. I mean, he's like you know he's and he's doing you know he's he's in Germany and he's. And mm-hmm. and but when he's talking about you guys there, he's like a little. Well, we had kid, the privilege man. of having him try out with us. He auditioned with us for a, little, a yeah. couple of times. Yeah, he sent me a letter, real nice letter about that. Yeah, he oh, he text that letter. It was. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. was a big deal for him. You know what I mean? But that's cool, man. You know super what I mean? Super nice guy, super talented. Yeah, very. we're fortunate enough to have been able to play with some of the best musicians in town. Ed Stevens played with us. Yeah. Uh, for for a short period of time. Sean Vanek has, oh, yeah. has done three shows with Midnight, Destructor yeah. when, when Nick was in the band and couldn't do it. And this fucking guy, he's so talented. I, I love him. He shows up on a Tuesday. He's got like three songs done. And the show is in Toronto or was in Chicago on a Saturday. So he jams through the songs. We're like, yeah, that sounds pretty good and stuff. He's like, all right, all right, cool. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, work on them some more and sh- stuff. We meet him in Chicago. He fucking kills the set. Mm-hmm. He plays all the solos like Pat Rabbit was playing and stuff and nails it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but he is like a special talent, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he's, like he, he's today's, he's yeah, he's definitely. like, he's he's really representing Cleveland right now in a big way. He was just yeah. on the Merciful Fate tour with Midnight. And yeah. That's awesome, too. I mean, he's another one. Yeah. And and some people may not know this in the, in the greater scheme of things, but Jamie... Athenar from Midnight. He was in the band for uh, for twelve years and helped write a lot of the 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 songs that a lot of people know. Tear down the heavens, uh, Sonic Bullet, World of War. Really? Yeah. yeah. So so it's just like, so. Would you say that you know, like we talk about it a lot in here, where there's these factions of musicians that kind of like, um, you know, like you have. <laughs> But you have these factions. So you'll have like twelve musicians over here, and you'll have like three bands from there, and then they'll also interchange. And then like this guy will join with these guys, and then this this side project sometimes. And they're all still very different. Yeah, and they because they all want to do different types of music. This 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 band like John Mayhall and the Blues Busters or Blue Ball Blow whatever Ball ball Busters. Yeah, though. I never heard of that band. No, nah, not, not that one. I don't know where they're playing. <laughs> the back room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I, what I understand, there was a lot of, a lot of prominent musicians that went through that band too. That's all. <laughs> prominent, prominent. But I mean, was that what? It, was that, is that what it was? Boners. And were you guys? Were, and, and another thing I want to know is like, destructive. The guys, you guys, especially, especially you, Dave, because you're the mainstay of the band. Yeah. But. Were you also involved in a lot of side projects and stuff? Did you, did, or or was Destructor such a, just your thing that that's... I think Destructor was was my thing. It wasn't until after Dave Ianica was murdered and Matt took a leave of absence, and then we tried to carry on, um, but like around the time of nineteen ninety, even if we wanted to keep on doing shit, things changed so fast in America. Mm. Heavy metal was all but dead, right? You know, you had Pantera, and then you had. Uh, the grunge scene and stuff, but yeah. there wasn't a whole lot. Now, Pantera happening. saved all that. I mean, it wasn't for them. There would be none, really, right. you know. In Europe, that was a different story, but yeah. we decided at the time, and this kind of stemmed because we always, Matt turned me on to a lot of music. Matt's eight years older than me. 
turned me you on. You had to, to say that. I did, you? but you look fucking great for being eight years oh, older than me. You're so sweet. I'm only 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, he turned me on to Captain Beyond. He turned me on to Hawkwind. He turned me on to, like, Lucifer's Friend. There's a bunch of stuff that people a little bit older than you turn you on to and stuff. And, and you're like, wow, this is great. So I'm glad I turned I, you on. Yeah. I, I be, we became huge Hawkwind fans, and we always were, even at the height of, of the, the 80s Destructor. And I remember Bill Peters calling me up once, and he goes, Hawkwind's coming to town, and they're looking for an opening band. Would Destructor be interested? And I was like, I would love to fucking open up for Hawkwind, but not Destructor. That makes no sense. I'm going to put together a space rock band. And so we came up with Space Corps. Matt was the original drummer. Oh. Pat Rabbit was was uh, the bass the player. Base, yeah. uh, Paul Resnick, who came from Screw Tractor. I don't know if you guys knew who Screw Tractor was. Um, he was a high school friend as well. All graduated in 82. He, he was keyboard player. And so we threw together this 35-minute set of space songs, and we opened up for Hawkwind, and that's how we got the gig. No kidding. Yeah. So you guys just changed it for that one gig. Did, and did you play any other gigs besides that? With the with uh, space well, kept going space corps yeah. continued on and stuff because did I, you pick and choose like that? Did you use each band so like Destructor would do this this <laughs> one and then Space Corps would do that? If you did... once we got into the nineties, it was tough. Matt took a leave of absence, and we ended up with two different members in, in Destructor. And by ninety two, the last Destructor show was it ninety two. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> was with Overkill, Overkill at, Overkill, at the yeah. Empire that used to be across from Jacobs Field. Or I whatever. remember. Yeah. And uh, after that, the band just kind of imploded, and Pat and I said, "Let's let's just call it quits, and we'll just keep on doing Space Score." So that took over for a while. Yeah. And it wasn't until '99 Frank Stover from Snake Pit Magazine contacted me. He's in Germany, and says, "Hey." What's going on with Destructor, man? Give ML some credit for being in Space ML yeah. was in Space Corps, too. So, yeah. And, and Eric Reinecke, who also was in Destructor, Eric Exterminator. Oh. Was in Space <laughs> so this big orgy. You yeah, know? right. Um, but uh, musicians that are able to play more than one style of music, it's kind of the... The soup we are always swimming in, you know. Right, right. Well, like, and and that makes it tough. And eating at the same well, time. And, and I, I, well, the other thing I could see making it tough though was Destructor was such a defined band. I mean, you guys did this thing, and it was like, this is what you did. I mean, you weren't you weren't very interested in being a super diverse metal band. You guys had a fucking style, and you guys no, there was no tampering. Killed it. It, yeah. had, it had to be like this. Yeah, there wasn't going to be a. And, and it wasn't the only music you liked. So therefore, if you wanted to play outside of uh, of that, you had to create another band. Right. Really, I mean, that was yes. the only way to do it. Really, right. and like you said, at this time in the nineties, the whole the whole landscape of music is changing. Grunge is becoming this thing. Guitar is on its way out. And you guys are a guitar band. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting, though, what you're saying about that because it was actually what we liked to play. I mean, we the the style that we played was something that I mean, it was just it was us. Yeah, it was the way we wanted to. Whatever. You weren't trying to be like anything. It just right. this kind is what was coming out. Yeah. yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. It was. It, it always was like, well, it's going to be whatever it turns out to be. Yeah, you know, when we play, this is what it's going to be. So. Well, and you no. know, another there wasn't thing. any plan like that. I mean, but the separate bands, yes, you know, but we didn't really, I don't think we really changed too much from the structure. I mean, I don't think I did. To I mean, Space Corps? Well, yeah, I guess there was a little difference, but I, I mean, I was just, I, 
didn't feel like you it. just felt like it was effortless both feel, ways. Yeah, I didn't you, didn't, you weren't feel trying. Like it, was, it was change. Yeah, it was just, thank you. <laughs> it was an extension of yourself. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this because <laughs> thanks for opening that door, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could go we'll go on and on and on. Every one of these could be. Go. A, we're going left at the yeah right. extension of yourself. Here we go. I can only think about hundred things. You I got the pump in my left <laughs> testicle. <laughs> You got the pump in your testicle. It's the left testicle. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's it. good. They replaced it with the pump, you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, so the, one other thing I wanted to ask you about was your, your vocal style. Because, because honestly, there wasn't a lot. You, you At that time, that was when that kind of vocal style was being born. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of people going out there with that kind of power in their voice and not not trying to make every note a, a singing note. You were had all that you had you were bringing up all that growl and that but then you could sing the notes when you 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 would also add the notes to these things and it was like so well done. Honestly, but, it's it was kind of by accident because there there was a period of time where we didn't have, even have a vocal PA at the rehearsal studio. Oh. So we would just I would just like playing the words in my head and stuff and I get on stage and now I'm fucking singing them, but I never sang them. Before. And it's a lot different when they're yeah. actually doing it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So there was a lot of me discovering what I was doing, what I was able to do. And it, it wasn't until like 10, 15 years later, I, I felt like I actually had control of my voice. There was a certain amount of comfort. Yeah. But you're also playing guitar while you're singing too. So like, that's a, that's a whole Sometimes different. Sometimes it's a bit challenging. Job, yeah. Like if, especially if you're not used to singing, along while you're playing guitar you're doing it in your head when you started doing it was it right away like whoa like obviously or, it, was, it was way harder at first than it is now now it's second nature oh yeah 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 yeah. right it is all right we're gonna take another break real quick we'll break for a commercial yeah we're gonna take another one time, when we come back uh time to take a look at the monkey when we come back <laughs> I, it actually is i have to go to the bathroom <laughs> when we come back I want to talk about some of the other Are LPs that came out later on. Are we all going to be able to look at the monkey, or is it just no, 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 no. It's a private you session. Dude, you don't, you don't have enough. Your glasses would have to be this thick. <laughs> we need more cow guy. Yeah, you, you have no idea. Your head will hurt trying to get that thing in focus. <laughs> but no, when we come back, though, I want to talk about some of the stuff that came on later on, too. I mean, you guys have a ton of music that we haven't even touched yet. So we're going to get on some of that stuff, too, when we come you back. You can't touch, touch on this. Ah, I knew it. I got to watch everything I say. All right, we'll come back in a couple minutes. All right. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. Check out the video on YouTube. There's a new episode every week. So the, what I want to talk about now is a little bit like we've got we've 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 hammered the the Maximum Destruction album, which I just think that's just a classic. So we had to, but you you put out a lot of music after that, as Destructor did, and obviously you weren't a part of all of this, so you just can keep out of it. No, I, I, I'm just kidding, and I know you won't anyway. So <laughs> I'll interject something. I'm kidding. I'm some kidding. Some kind of crap in there. No, seriously though, there's a lot. There's a lot that happened since then. One thing I will say though, anybody wants to go out and check out Destructor. They like you're. It always sounds like Destructor. It always sounds like Destructor. I don't care what album you're gonna pull up. I don't care what it is. There's always that extremely freaking awesome riff music with the awesome drums. Everything's going 100 miles an hour. There's never all of it. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. As a friend and a fellow musician, we Matt and I have known each other since 1984. Right, and we've been through a lot together. And this is not a brag. This is this is me complimenting Matt. 
<laughs> you know, we we play this band, um, the Space Corps. <laughs> Vulgar Devils. Vulgar Devils. Um, <laughs> that a project I started and Matt's the drummer on. And, and Matt and I just finished uh, with Hellhound and, and Hammer, the new Destructor record, Blood, Bone, and Fire. And Matt's playing is the best that it's ever been. It's amazing uh, for somebody that, that is his age. He... What age would that be, Matt? <laughs> let's, let's, let's not dwell on that. I'm, I'm on Medicare. Let's put it down. <laughs> Well, really, though, the new album's got some killer drums, huh? Uh, it, it, Matt is on fire, literally. Sweet. And figuratively. So is the, is the new album now being made, or is it out, or where, where, are, we, where are you so at? It's, it's I'll in give the, you a blowjob later. <laughs> wow. It, it's, it's in the smooth... <laughs> hell of a good drummer. It's in the smooth, capable hands... <laughs> that's why he says that kind of stuff. ...of, of uh, Tim at Shadow Kingdom Records. Okay. So, so right now it's being mixed right now? And you're, you're... No, it's mixed and mastered, and it's gone oh. into the art phase and all that, but uh, unfortunately, because... Raw materials and everybody's got to get in line at the fucking deli counter of releases. Man, it's probably not going to come out for nine months. Really? Yeah, nine more months? Man, I, I was I was talking with <clears throat> Don from Nunslaughter, and their blood is the the or red is the color, color of ripping death. Ripping death. Yeah. It's taken fifteen months for the vinyl to come out. Wow. The cassette came out and the, and the the CD came out and stuff, and it's taken that long. For it to go to the pressing plant to come out. I just got my copy yesterday. It came yesterday, right, Hunter? Yes. Yeah. Now, now but but see, like in the world of today, though, you can I, release it as a I stream, right? I mean, like you without can. having to worry about all that stuff. Is that is that what you're not trying to do, though? You're trying to release it all as one. It's going to be up to the record company because it, oh. it's, it should be one package. Because if you it leak a little bit here, a little bit there, by the time the vinyl comes out, it's Every, like that's old news. Yeah, you know what I mean? You. It's almost like time for a new album already at that point. And and oh, fortunately, we're on that too. Yeah, Hellhound um, Mark is is a great writing addition to Destructor. He plays uh, guitar Absolutely. on the last record. All the solos um, that that he does are fantastic. And one hundred percent, we're already starting that. the writing process. So I imagine by the time that record comes out, we'll, we should be done or in in the studio doing the follow up, oh, which really? is kind of rare for us because it's sometimes it's taken us some time and some hurdles and. Change of members, which, yeah, which we, we can't, can't count our chickens about. before they hatch because it, it always gets catches us by surprise. Something. Right, life. It's not our plan. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. I understand totally. Yeah. So, so th this new album that you guys have, it's it's. What would you? How would you describe it? Is this like same? We're gonna hear this. We're gonna hear Destructor and be like, there it is. There they are, man. Fucking. Being... You're not gonna mistake who you're listening to. It's beautiful. Right. It'll beautiful. probably be our best production yet. Noah Buchanan. <laughs> Uh, recorded it. Sean Vanek actually recorded some of it, but Noah produced it uh, guy, and man. mixed it and mastered it. Fantastic! And we were just job. blown away by number one. And we've we've recorded with some talented people in the past, but Noah is the shit. Yeah. I guess I guess I guess I can say this. Yeah, we got him booked. He's gonna be on this. He's gonna be on this awesome. show. Yeah. And, and It'll be a couple months probably before he actually comes on here, but I mean, we got him booked for the season he, three. He's a pretty humble guy, but his ears are like, yeah, we listen, man, dialed in. It's Everybody. amazing in his skill set. Anybody that's worked with this guy comes yep. in here and they like Mercenary Studios. They're like, uh, you know, Noah Buchanan. He's like, geez, Ed Stevens, yeah. Olathea, all of them. They're yeah. all he's average. starting to run out of money. He can't keep paying everybody to say all this yeah. shit about him. Yeah, so we finally were like, we gotta, we better book this guy. We better get this guy in here and talk to this guy yeah. because everybody's. And, and he's, and obviously he's a great guitar player and, and writes 
now for for Nun Slaughter, and he's been with the band for a number of years. Oh, he is a part of Nun Slaughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a guitar I player. No kidding. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, that's interesting as hell, man. His, his he must just be unbelievable because everybody is so. Now, how much do you do you credit what comes out of that to somebody like Noah? I mean, like I mean, like. You know, obviously he's not writing the songs for you or anything like that, but, the, you know, he's a producer. He he offers things, and he's he's helping you along a little bit. He deserves a, he deserves more credit than he's probably willing to accept. For instance, there was some times when we were approaching some guitar solos, and he has a keen sense. He's like Bob Ezrin, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, how about try this? How about try that? And then, you know, and then circle back around to that riff and stuff. And we hadn't thought of that. We were kind of close, but, and we did it and we're like, that's fucking awesome. That's brilliant. So he's helping with arranging types of things sometimes. Some, you know. In little parts and stuff, he, he will interject suggestions that will benefit the song to the better that weren't already there when we were standing there with guitar in hand. I, I, I want to give him a lot of credit for capturing the energy of what we are. Anyway, that's kind of tough to project. When you're recording, you know, to get on the recording. You could set up microphones and stuff, but to capture it is yeah, I mean, not it, that I'm, easy. It's He's done that. He's got the essence of, of our energy as Destructor in there. You know, that's that's cool. I like that. Sweet. Sweet, sweet. Okay, so I want to go back now a little bit. We're kind of bouncing around here a little bit, but I, I but you, you mentioned the new album, so I, I had, I had to go and check out. Right. I, I want to see what's going on with that. But you guys, so after Maximum Destruction, you guys put out a couple of EPs: Sonic Bullet, Storm of Steel, and this is that was the '90s. That was kind of in the '90s, late '90s when those EPs came out. If I'm not mistaken, or were those in the 2000s? 2000s. So you'd already so so the '90s was mostly not Destructor. That was kind of like dead. So you guys decided to bring Destructor back. When and why? Uh, in 1999, Frank Stover, as I mentioned before, from Snake Pit oh, magazine right. in Germany, you did tell me that, wanted to know what was going on, and we were like, well, "Really? There's people that are still interested in what we're doing." Yeah. So I, I did this interview with them, and then all of a sudden, the fan reaction in Europe of everybody that that read this magazine, it, it's we realized we still have a fan base. How fucking crazy is this? We thought mm-hmm. it was done and over. You know, we're in America, and we're stuck in Cleveland. We have no idea what's going on in Europe. Right. Right. So uh, we decided, Pat and I decided, let's get a hold of Matt. We contacted Matt. We decided. Didn't we run into each other at a gas station or something like that? We by might chance? have. Something like that. Yeah, it was in the neighborhood, and we, we started talking about it. That was that was quick memory. I'm, I'm glad right. I remembered that. <laughs> that was fun. Go what, ahead. They, what do they call it? Serendipity or? Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Yeah. That's what Sting called it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you guys are even talking about right now. <laughs> These, these gummies are kicking in. I, I call it balls deep. So balls deep. So we're talking about we, you guys. We got together with yeah. Matt. We didn't have a bass player at the time. Um. So we ended up finding this bass player and stuff. And we we the first place we reunited and stuff was Matt had this property out in Shard out in the country. We started playing in this barn, in in his backyard big-ass garage barn, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And that's when we started to kick the rust off, and, and we decided... Uh, it was fucking cold out there. It right? was fucking cold. <laughs> it was, Those were de- short practices. De- <laughs> it, was a, it was a detached building, and there was no heat in Well, how did the practices go right away? Where you guys did, was one of them things where you guys were just like, well, we're, we're right back to where... No, almost I mean, pretty it, much. Pretty right? much, but, it, you know, it was... 
And was it fun? Was it like, oh, was yeah. that like a blast? To, yeah. Yeah, for sure, right? I was into it. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got uh, Eric in the band, and we did a couple of shows. We played... Uh, Eric Exterminator. Yeah. Eric St- Exterminator. <laughs> I, love, I love the names. We played with uh, October 31, uh, Kingsley's band right, in, in right. Maryland. He brought us there. Yeah. What was that? That fan... fan- Phantasmagoria. Phantasmagoria. It was Phantasmagoria. A, yeah, it was a club down in Maryland. It was a record store slash comic book store yeah. or something like that. When you guys are playing out at these, when you're out of state and you're playing in other places, how 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 are those set up? I mean, like, were you you weren't on a, your own tour when no, that was, was happening? One off. So these are bands that are asking you to come open up for them or somewhere, or you guys are, are headlining at yeah. some of these also, right? Yeah. Cool, man. So, so and Kingsley gave us a shot, and and still to this day, he's he's one of the greatest guys. He's a nice guy, King yeah. Fowley, um, and so that was Destructor was off and running again. And Eric decided he didn't want to do it anymore. He was going to nursing school or some shit. No, he was already a nurse. He was already a nurse. Yeah, and uh, we'd gotten in touch with Jamie from Jamie Walters from the band Boulder, and. Jamie wanted to be a part of Destructor. He was always, he, he sent me this picture of him at like 15 years old, standing outside an RV and in some campground and stuff. He had his doctor shirt and Destructor stuff. shirt on and stuff. Sweet. So. He's camping with his, his uh, parents. Yeah. <laughs> so Long time ago. So Jamie joins the band, and the first song that he contributes is Sonic Bullet. And we're like, I, I heard it immediately. I'm like, it sounds like a Destructor song. He brings totally all of the music to the table. I pen the, the, the lyrics. And we rehearse it, and we get in, and we record that, and we recorded a couple other songs, and that's how the Sonic Bullet EP came out. And that was like the and then you guys have the the fever again, everything totally back yeah. at this point. Now yes. it's like we're going back, boys. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 yeah. Let's kill it. And Jamie was really inspiring because uh, obviously we know from Boulder they have a lot of great songs, and he's the the single mastermind behind all of Midnight. Oh, he writes and he records. He plays the drums, the bass, the guitars, everything in the studio. He has a live band for the live shows, uh, but that's how Midnight works. And that, and I remember him and Rabbit because Rabbit loved Venom, and Rabbit used to pen these like Venom esque lyrics. You know, the ripples of the demon on the edge of the mountain and the blood flowing from his mouth. And Jamie'd be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, you know. This Cronus type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Jamie started writing this stuff, and he's like, I'm going to put together this little side project. And, and, and Midnight's first show was Jamie playing guitar against a CD recording of of his songs with a burning upside-down cross on stage. It was just him. And that was his very first couple of shows. <laughs> wow. And it, from there, it, it just took off. But even in that time, Jamie was with us for... Don't give away a secret. For, uh, no. His secret is he's fucking talented. Yeah, he, he was in the band for for ten, twelve years, and Jamie plays the bass and helped write much of the record Decibel Casualties that uh, has been out. So yeah, and you guys like this is the point point in your career, ironically, that you've been the most productive. I mean, you guys are like now, yes. you know, like in the beginning that was some of the best stuff. It's just cause. Cool. I mean, the it, timing, we got, the whole time and everything. We got robbed when when Dave was was murdered. There's no question. We yeah. lost momentum. We we're getting ready to sign a record deal with Island Records. It was the same record label that had Anthrax on. 
there was a lot of promise going on, and all of the, the rug just got pulled out from underneath us. And then the nineties came, so it was a fucking. It, it was a, a perfect storm. Did that help stop the band when work, the, when, when working he was against us? Absolutely, he, that had helped. That was that was part of like we were devastated. Yeah. We weren't Metallica when Cliff died. They have a whole organization of people pushing them on. Fighting and you guys are pretty young at that point still, too, right? Very young. Dave, yeah. Dave was twenty three uh, years old. When he yeah, and so so learning how to cope with shit like this too. It's a whole di- you're like you're not you're not re- you're young guys. You know, yeah. like I was twenty three. So there's a lot 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 going on. A lot of emotions. A lot of crazy shit. Wow. It did create some PTSD, that's for sure. No shit. Yeah. yeah, I bet, man. I bet wild stuff. I remember when it happened too. So it, it was just crazy. Um, but yeah, you guys are very productive in the two thousand side up up until now. Like you guys have really been pumping it out. You're 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 still very rel- relative as far as what's going on in the Cleveland scene metal wise. I mean, you can't say that about you know a lot of the bands that were were coming up with you. You know, I know Some of them I, I don't Black even Death want is still do it doing anymore. Sicky's still out there though. I, I know he's, he's trying hard. He's yeah. trying really fucking hard. Yeah, man. I still think that's <laughs> so cool that he's doing it, man. I love it. And you guys are you guys are still relevant and you guys have uh you know, like Purgatory didn't make it, but Purgatory became all these other things also. They did. And and that's pretty impressive all in all its Absolutely. own self. And and Chuck Paris still, they, you know, Ed Stevens was playing with them for a while right. also. And they stuff. got some new stuff coming. Yeah, out. they're doing it. You know, but but this but it's so cool. You guys, I I actually saw you guys at the Sweetest Day Metal Massacre. Wow, oh, Jesus, I saw that show. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. that. That was the only time actually I saw you guys. That's when Matt fell off the drum riser that was like six feet tall, and stuff. He stepped back off the drums and fucking landed on the big. It was curtain. more like ten, <laughs> 10 feet, man. But that was such a cool show. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a classic show. Do you guys ever foresee anything like that happening again? Maybe where some of those bands kind of get together again and do do a show like that? Has anyone ever talked about it, or is there no way that can happen? Again? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, that would take a lot of work. I think. It's obviously out of our control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for things in, are different. For now. instance, Ali from uh, Germany, he has the Keeper True Festival. Breaker have been huge in Germany. Yeah. You know, they love Breaker so much, and and Breaker's a great band and stuff. But Breaker doesn't want to be Breaker anymore. Yeah, right. As much as other people want to see Breaker back, uh, you know that that show that they did when they got Ian back and Jim Beach, back and Beach stuff. The ballroom show. That that was the last show in, in that band's mind, and they could tell me otherwise, and they could tell you otherwise now. And if if they do, that's great. Uh, but the thing is, all these people have these these pipe dreams of another dis, uh, or Breaker. Another destruction, <laughs> another uh, breaker reunion, and get Maybe them back in the bizarre world. But they're they're, they're they've di- moved on. They've all they moved have on. Moved on. Yeah. totally. Which is, we're 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 not that smart. Well, no. <laughs> it's just different. No. I mean, a different thinking, different mindsets, different whatever. I mean, you guys are doing what you do. We and- we want to continue to be destructor in the best way possible, and not have people go. Well, those guys are still hanging on to dear life. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. We want to fucking kill it. Well, like, and I we want to put out this next <laughs> record should prove to everybody, Blood, Bone, and Fire should prove to everybody, like, oh, my God, they still have it. And then with Mark, another member change and stuff, he's bringing writing to the table, and he's right. he's very talented. The he's new one blood of the, brings new ideas. Man. Yeah, and, and he's one of those writers. Everybody. He's one of those writers, too. He, he's like... I know what's going to work for this band, and I know what's not going to work for this band. And he's going to bring the stuff that's going to work for this band. 
and we're going to start working on some stuff. So I like when again, he always, I like when he always says it goes. It's fun playing this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> is he a younger? Is he a younger dude? Or no, he's, he's same like my age. Okay, he's okay. Like late fifties or whatever. Like he's maybe an old like, fart like you. Huh? Yeah, he might be five years younger than me, but but it's it's great to hear that from somebody else. Like I'm really enjoying doing this because I didn't think it's you know for the longest time we we're trying to get people to be participating in the structure and one of the problems even though we said a lot of bands uh have members that have all worked together and stuff but one of the things is it's hard to find somebody to want to be a part of destructor if they already have their own thing going what's their vested interest right correct correct it's it's hard usually the other thing it seldom happens but every once in a while the project takes over the main band but it doesn't it's usually not that way it usually doesn't go down that way so well, plus, I mean, he he's a fan of this kind of material too. I mean, he really likes playing this kind of yeah, right, right. music, you know. So that definitely a bonus, you know. It's not like he's, you know, just another player that has his own ideas kind of thing and then is changing to be instructor kind of thing. Is that what you guys are looking for when you guys add members here and stuff like that, though? That they have some writing type of skills and talents about them yes. that they can help out with all that stuff? Yeah, because the plan is to always, always, anytime we've gotten somebody new, we want them to be in the band. Yeah, right. We're, we're not looking for somebody just to kind of like fill a spot. Right. That, you like, guys, well, your, your egos weren't such that it was like, we write everything, just no. just, just oh, do yeah. what we, we tell you. The, the last thing that we want is for them to go, yeah, I, I really like playing with you guys. We want them to go, I really love being a member of Destruction. Right. I see. If right. you yeah. don't if you don't have a vested interest in the band, well, well good. Why would you want to be here in the first? What yeah. are you doing? Right. Yeah. And do you write all the lyrics? I it, Predominantly. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. That's helped some write some lyrics and contributed to some titles and, and concepts, concepts and stuff. Right. Probably 90% of all the lyrics with the exception of the old, old days, Pat helps Pat rabbit helped write some lyrics. Okay. And uh, I leave it up to Dave because he's the one singing them. So right. who's, who's the better person to write <laughs> right, the lyrics? Right. If you know, but I mean, is it, is it easy for you to write lyrics? Or is this something that comes pretty natural for you? Or is it something that you had to like kind of work at? Or So, so that's, that's a good question. It, it's, it's a little bit of 50 50 because I have books and books of shit that I've written lyric ideas. Anytime an idea comes, grab the recorder, r- record the riff, or write the lyric. <laughs> I'm just thinking about some of the stuff I've written. It's like, yeah, pretty weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just now that came to you, you're like, yeah. God, I just realized my shit's weird. But sometimes it's not like automatically I, I have like a lyric first or I have the music first sometimes it's it's a little bit of a process like i start going through lyrics and stuff and i have this riff in my head i'm like oh bingo that thing that i wrote like three years ago and stuff would fit perfect with this oh fucking. you do that then yeah Got that's sweet that's sweet so there's it, so you save everything that you could like so ideas you tend to save them and then yeah there's never one formula or one second of circumstances that that contributes to how the song comes together so this new album that's coming that's going to be coming out about nine months you feel like it'll be out yeah and then you guys are going to do what after that? Will you, will you guys be playing out on a tour? Are you guys planning on something like that? or are you? I'm working with a couple of different people. I've talked to people in Europe. I know we, we have we have Madrid, Spain. None of that. Uh, we're, in March, we're going to Madrid. We're playing in Spain. We're going to headline. Well, I wanted to talk about festival. that for a second. Yeah, that's the uh, Pounding Metal Fest yes. in Madrid, Spain. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
guys are playing with a couple, like there's like five bands. Is that what it is? Something like that. One of the bands is named Iron Curtain. Who, yeah, there's two Iron Bands in there. Who who, like, who wrote, who, who came up with their title from our song, Iron Curtain. No. They're big Destructor fans. Yeah, they're Kidding. big Destructor fans, man. And, and so you guys are playing Madrid, Spain. How did you guys get put on that bill? They contacted us and said, uh, what would it take to get Destructor to, to come and play? And I told them, they said, okay, let's do it. No kidding. Yeah. Now, how often have you guys played overseas? Not enough. Yeah, not just enough. Just a few but times. We, we, we were just in Mexico this year. That was that was a great show, Mexico City. So that's not necessarily overseas. I, yeah, well, no, I guess I guess we, I guess we should say outside the states. That's outside the United States. <laughs> but what about Germany? Have you guys gone to Germany? Plenty of times. Yeah. No kidding. Not yeah. enough times. I, plenty is is it. Is, that, is it as great as everyone else says it is? Yeah, is awesome. Germany one of your favorite yeah, places yeah. and stuff like that? Europe in general is. just... Well, you guys are like stars there. Well, Mexico, right? I mean, like it's a little I'll different. I'll tell you what, though, Mexico City fans were pretty fucking feverish, man. No I mean, they, shit. They, they were. They were very invigorated. They by went wild. Show. I, no I, shit. What's that like, guys? What's that? I, I was, mean, like, seriously. I think At I was point, just as impressed with their reaction to us as they were to us. No shit. It was yeah. like wow. Man. And and they, and somebody had written. Destructors fraternal attitude towards the fans is amazing and stuff yeah, like. That. Oh yeah, you had some write ups that were really positive. Yeah, and like we destroyed everything us. in our path, and <laughs> nice. you know, I'm a so, so that was nice. And it was about nine hundred people, really, and they went entirely crazy. So you yeah. you go to a place like it's funny because you know we're still Cleveland band. You know we could play. At the Sly Fox, we we pulled in forty people. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, was right. just <laughs> I was just trying to explain that to somebody. I said, "We're not we're not a local band." In Mexico City, well, even like, though they want to keep us as a local band, it's very true. I mean, it's what, it's what we're, people we're an international recording. It's what act. people don't understand uh, when we had Purgatory in here and Kenny was in Mystic. And when Mystic went was was you know Ed Miller was in Mystic right? also. Yes, these guys were somewhat big here in the local area you know people knew who mystic was but overseas somehow it they were stars they yeah. just, you guys same thing with you guys and and they say a lot i know you see it a lot a lot of the cleveland bands were, were it, it was it was if you were from cleveland people took notice yes <laughs> so there's a certain reputation he's just getting the fleas off it's oh okay. just a little bugs there, there's a certain reputation i guess that being a cleveland band and, and if there is that's great i i don't know what it is but all i know is that we're destructor and we're trying to continue on the best that we can and deliver destructor to the fans oh yeah and when the fans react like they did in mexico city we know we've done our job we, hell yeah we you guys are still doing it or? mail or uh, fedex uh i i like uh um, deliver the Destructor I use it, I use an Uber. It takes a lot longer, but <laughs> <laughs> I can stop at McDonald's on the way. Yeah, you guys, I'll tell you, man. You guys definitely are still like doing what you've always done. So obviously, after this album, you guys are playing out. If people see Destructors playing. Definitely go check this out because it's you guys are oh, still please, very relative. Please, but you guys please are still, do. but you <laughs> really do, are. Yeah. You really are still killing it, right? Trying. I mean, he just got he just got through telling me these are the best drums you think's ever you ever well, done. Yeah, but you well, know, if you want to hear that, then go check the, it out. It is up to the fans to decide that. Are you guys, I will put a I mean, poll up. We'll true. ask them. We'll, we'll poll them. <laughs> is this the best drums Matt Flammable has ever done? Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, okay, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up right now from right there because for Christmas, pretty much that. It's like a present. All right, but we'll, I'm gonna try to get you. We'll get you guys back on, and maybe like after you guys do, put out the album. Can I get a bowl? A bowl. A bowl. Oh, I like it. Oh, no. Morgan. Yes. This is what uh, I like. So I got one last gift, but there's a couple more things in here. But rolling papers. I'll give you count. mine after the show. 
Oh, uh, that's what I think it is, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is a destructor flag for for your show, oh, and we want to thank God. you for inviting us. So cool, dude. I got one of those on my wall too. Dude, you guys got flags. Banners. I got a bedspread like this. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's yes, the I little do. mermaid. Oh, it's the wrong way. <laughs> you, got a bed, you got a bedspread like this? Pillow. Pillowcases. Pillowcases. Holy shit. A whole, can, can whole bed set. Yeah. Can we see it? Matching sheets to go. Come down a little. We good, right? Yep, right there. Wow, that's sweet. That is sweet, dude. That is so cool. I never... Who... Yeah. It's the first one of these we got. So, Level Up Cleveland. It's Man. the real deal. Thank you so much Thank for having you. us. Yes. It was uh, our pleasure. Brian, you've been a great host. And, uh, Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys, man. This has been, this has been sweet, man. The, the you, whole, know, you know, we got to do a part two because we haven't yeah. even really gotten into the meat of things here yet. So. I know. Well, and the, you guys and back. the prostitute's waiting for us downstairs that you line up for us. <laughs> yeah, the, the lineup money. is sweet. Isn't it unbelievable? <laughs> <laughs> they come to us. They're like, Flash. we want destructor. Yeah. It's amazing <laughs> you can get that down in the steel yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the lot lizards down here are everywhere. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for coming, man. We'll All see right. You guys. Thank you for having us. We'll see you guys next week. Destructor! Metal forever! Destructor! Yeah, Cleveland! Destructor! Destructor! <laughs> ah. Until next week, we are Level Up Cleveland. Rock on. It'll be fine.